welcome to church in Jesus' name. As to share, I always like to start with prayers. We're going to be praying. But before we pray, I just want to encourage us in the word of God. Now, I believe this prayer point for somebody here today. You are heavy in your heart. There are things going on around you that are not very pleasant. And you are worried about it. You're worried about what tomorrow looks like. You're worried about the things that are really touching you. You know, uh, people may not understand it with you, but you know, you know yourself that there's a heaviness in your heart that you cannot just take off your heart. You know, this prayer point is for you. This prayer point is to encourage you. Now, the scripture says something in the book. Of Philipp Philippians 4, Philippians 4, verses to 7, Philippians 4, verses to 7. The Bible says, I'm reading from the message translation now. It says, Don't fret or worry. Don't fret or worry. So instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praise shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's oneness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. I didn't hear your amen. It's wonderful what happens when Christians displace worry at the center of your life. That's how you sang that song. At the center of it all. Who do we see? Jesus. And let me say this, you know, I'm not saying you should not care about the things you are going through. That's not what I'm saying. Of course, you should be concerned about the things you are going through. But what we are saying is that don't let that thing go to anxiety. Anxiety is care or concern that comes with fear. That is the position the devil wants to be when you are anxious. We say be anxious for nothing. That's what that scripture says in King James. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, what do what? Give thanks. Praise the Lord. Anxiety may not change anything, but when you put everything in the hands of God, He will take care of it for you in a way you do not understand. If I take you to the book of Exodus chapter 2, Exodus chapter 2, the Bible may be to understand in that scripture concerning a woman you know, who was worried. She was worried because she was carrying a baby. And there was you know, a decree in the land then that every male child born from his, from her stock should be killed. Of course, she was pregnant. She doesn't know the sex of the baby she was carrying. She'll be worried. What if this is a male child? What will happen to the male child? But what he did not, she did not know is that God had already taken care of everything. She was worried for what she was going through. And I want to tell you somebody here today, you are pregnant with worries. But you will bat joy in the name of Jesus. You may be pregnant with worries in your heart. But God is saying to you, you will bat joy in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And that's why I'm going to pray our first prayer point today. Prayer point number one. Let us be on our first prayer prayer. 
Say, Father, turn my worries to glory in the year 2019. The Lord will turn your worries to glory in this year in the name of Jesus. In this year of restoration, every worries you may have, God will turn it to glory in the name of Jesus. So Lord, my words to glory, Lord. In the name of Jesus. I surrender heart to you, Lord Jesus. So Lord, my words to glory. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So my words to glory. In the name of Jesus. Let me bad joy this year. Let me bad joy this year. Let me give forth the joy this year. In the name of Jesus. Bible tell us that we should not worry about what we eat, what we drink, where we sleep. God knows everything. Lord Almighty, help me. Let me bad joy this year in the name of Jesus. Turn my worries, my worries, to glory in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. That will be your testimony in the name of Jesus. Let's sit down. We have another prayer point, but let us sit down before we go to that prayer point. I just came back from the camp um, and the Jew told us a story. He has told us before, but he reminded us about that story. You know, it's a very funny story, but there's a lot of things we can learn from it. It's his own personal life experience. See, there was a time when he was very young. You know, he came from a very poor family. And he was living with an uncle of his who was poor as well. Praise the Lord. So there was a day they had no food to eat. And they were, you know, nothing. Not, no money to buy food. They were just sitting down there, no food. And then someone knocked on their door and said, ah, he brought a meal for them. And said, so, 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 said, I should give you this food. Said the uncle answered, I don't know the person you are talking about. I don't know the person. Are you sure it's for me? The person replied, the person knows you. She said, I should give you this food. Said, okay. Thank you. Help me thank how. And he said, she has not left the door when he started eating the food. Because they were hungry. He started eating the food immediately. That as they were about to eat the last set of meat, the lady ran back. <laughs> please, please. You are not the person I'm supposed to give the food to. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm not the person. The food is finished. <laughs> we have made already dealt with the food. This year, lines will fall into you in pleasant places. In the name of Jesus Christ. It was not meant for them, but God knew their need at that hour. No one asks you to say, lines will fall onto you in pleasant places. What it means as well is that somebody that may be suffering from your blessing. 
as well. Somebody who could have received something, well, you're taking away from that person for your sake. Bible says in the book of all uh, Romans 8:28, see, we know that all things work together for good to them that have God, to them who are called according to His purpose. Things will work together for your good this year, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And that's the second prayer point. Say, Father, this year, let lands begin to fall to me in pleasant places. In the name of Jesus, pray that prayer. Let lands begin to fall unto me in pleasant places. In the name of Jesus, I will be favored. How we be favored? How we be favored? In the name of Jesus. How we be favored in the name of Jesus? Let lands begin to fall unto me in pleasant places. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Let the land begin to fall to me in pleasant places. In the name of Jesus. Help me, O Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And so shall it be concerning you. The Lord will favor you. Everything that you need. In a miraculous way, God will supply. You will not lack any good thing this year. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Let us sit down. Praise the Lord. I want to share with you a thought for this day. I got this quote from one of ministers of God that I respect a lot. Dr. Mensah Otabe. It's a blessing to our generation. It's a teacher of the word of God. See, he shared a quote which I saw on his profile. He says, can I put that thought of the day on the screen, please? So when your faith is small, yet God answers your prayer. That is what? Mercy. When your faith is small, but God still answers your prayer. That is mercy. When you put yourself down, yet God lifts you up. That is what? Mercy. Gideon put himself down. God lifted him up. Saul put himself down. God lifted him up. Praise the Lord. When champions fail, yet you succeed. It is what? Mercy. That mercy of God will be extended to you today in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. That is why today I'm talking about mercy. My message today says that I may know him, the merciful God. That I may know him, the merciful God. At the beginning of the year, we started talking about restoration. And I just want to take us back a little bit, some gleams from the past in the teaching we have been looking at on restoration. One of the things I said at the beginning of the year was that, you know, when God wants to restore a man, if you desire restoration, you know, you need to be able to value what you have lost. 
If you don't value what you have lost, you cannot what? Desire what to be restored to you. It's until that thing that you have lost, you know, you can identify it as something that is valuable. Then you will walk towards the restoration of that thing. But if that thing is not valuable to you, you may likely just say, well, it has gone, it has gone. For example, if, if a marriage is in crisis, if you value that marriage, you will do everything possible to get it back. But if you don't value that relationship, you may not put your effort into it. We also say that my emphasis this year is not just about restoration of material things that we may have lost. That the core of my expectation is our restoration to the Lord. I think you need to move the slides ahead, please. It's our expectations to the Lord. So I'm looking at restoration not only in terms of material things. I'm also looking at restoration in terms of your relationship with God. Is God, are you desiring that restoration? Do you value that relationship that more than say, yes, I want to be restored back to my God? Praise the Lord. I think I'm slides ahead of you. Can you move the slide, please? Thank you. And if you want to get more of the teachings we have had on restoration, you can go to our podcast. Uh, I shared before with us that we have, we now have podcasts that you can actually look at our podcast. The podcast address is anchor, anchor.fm, anchor.fm, dash, stroke, uh, pastor, pastor talks, balogon. Can you please do that on the screen, please? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I want to say something today. For you to value your relationship with God, you need to have a good knowledge of who God is. If you don't know who God is, you will not value that relationship. Very well. Praise the Lord. And let me say this. That you do not know somebody does not change the fact of who that person is. That you do not know somebody does not change the fact that the person is social. For example, if the Prime Minister of Canada walks into this church today, uh, by adventure we don't know him, he may not accord him the respect, the honor that he deserves because we do not know him. But that does not change the fact that he is still what? The Prime Minister. See the Prime Minister. Praise the Lord. But when you know God as well, you will appreciate him. Uh, but if you don't know him, it does not change the fact that he is still what? He is still God. Those that know their God shall do what? Shall be strong and do what? And do exploits. So if you don't know him, if you don't understand him, you are the one that is on the losing side. Doesn't change the fact of who he is. Those that knew God, you saw what happens in their life. I can see several examples in the scripture 
of people that know God and how they value that relationship to hold on to it. And there are examples of people that do not know God as well and how they lost because they did not know God. So I'm taking you to the fact, to the point of looking at the I may know him, the merciful God. Praise the Lord. Joseph was an example of somebody that knew God. Someone that understand who God was. That was where in Genesis 39 verse 9, when Potiphar's wife was trying to, you know, get into sleep with her, he said something, he said, how can I commit such a great sin against my God? Because he understood who God is. And there was nothing that can affect that relationship. He was not ready to trade away that relationship because of what he knew about God. Praise the Lord. So he treasured that relationship. And he was not ready to, to lose it. Just for a time out. With the, with the wife of his master. So he, he ran away. Another example of somebody that did not understand God. Was the Lord of the King. In 2 Kings chapter 7. That was say Elijah told them. That by this day tomorrow, things will change. There will be a turn around in the land. Everything will become cheap. The famine will be over. And the man responded. He said, even if, even if God opens the window of heaven, it cannot happen. It will not be. He did not say that even if Elijah, no, he said, if Elijah, he said, if, even if God. She understood that Elijah was talking about God. Because Elijah said, Thus said the Lord. That's what Elijah said. Thus said the Lord. By this time tomorrow, didn't say it by himself. He said, Thus said the Lord. But the man disputed it because he did not understand who God is and how God works. And the man of God responded, Because you do not believe what you will see, but you will not partake of it. Praise the Lord. In this land, you will hit the good of this land. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Another example that you can be seen is in the book of John 4. John 4, 4 to 36. The Samaritan woman. The Samaritan woman. The Bible says that the Lord Jesus Christ asked her for water. Give me water. And the woman responded, you are a Jew. How come you ask me for water? And the Lord told her, if you know the grace of God and the person that is asking you for water, you would have what? Asking for the living water. Because she doesn't understand who was talking to her. The Lord needed to make her know that it was an opportunity that she had that she should not miss. Praise the Lord. So it's important for us to understand that. And in the life of Apostle Paul, you saw another example of somebody that was able to kick in into the knowledge he has about God. I mean, Peter. I would say that he, he, he fished all night, he planted, he, he, he walked all night. There was no catch at all. But when the Lord asked him, say, draw the net, he said, what? 
thy word. Because you said it, because you said it, I will draw the net. And it caught in abundance. Praise the Lord. Even the St. Peter, if you read further down, realized that there was a time that he saw the Lord in another dimension. When he got, the, the Lord calmed, calmed the sea. And it was like, ah, who is this person? Which kind of man is this? That even you see, obey him. Praise the Lord. So he had a knowledge of who God was, but he seemed to discover something new about him. And that was why the prayer of Apostle Paul in Philippians 3.10 becomes relevant to us today. He said that I may know him. That I may know him. And you wonder, how can this man be saying that I may know him? The man that even his shadow was healing people. Handkerchief taken away from him was healing people. Yet he was saying that I may know him. That means there's more to what you know about him. Praise the Lord. And there's so many things we can know about God. So many things. So many things that we can discover about God. Depending on you know, what you are going through. That was why in the book of Exodus 3, when the, Moses asked him, Who do I send, say, send me? He responded, He said, Just tell them what I am that I am. Send it. Because if you are looking for a healer, I'm what? A healer. If I'm looking for a deliverer, I'm a deliverer. I'm the provider. I'm everything. Praise the Lord. But today, I want to look at him as somebody. I want to look at him as the merciful God. That I may know him, the merciful God. Lift up your hand. May you experience the mercy of God. May you see the mercy of God in your life. In the name of Jesus, may you see him as the merciful God. May the Lord have mercy on you. That's, a, that's an important prayer. May the Lord have mercy on you. But Simeon prayed that prayer and his name changed forever. Blind was removed from his name. He cried, said, Lord, that son of David, have mercy on me. May the Lord have mercy on you. In the name of Jesus, praise the Lord. That I may know him, the merciful God. We start today, I believe that we touch on bit today and we continue next week. What does it mean to have mercy? What does it mean to have mercy? You can only show mercy on somebody if it's within your power or authority to punish somebody or to harm that person when they actually deserve it. You can have mercy on somebody when it's within your power and authority to punish or to harm that person when they deserve it. That's a horrible dictionary. So for me, for example now, I cannot say I want to go and visit the correctional facility in Calgary and I get there and say, ah, this man has been here for too long. Ah, can we release him today? It's the only desire. I, can, I don't have the authority to do that. 
You can I can't I don't I forgive him. No, I don't have authority. But the premier can go there. But he doesn't have to go there. Just need to show, show his name on a piece of paper and he will sign it. He doesn't even get, get there to the correction facility. And immediately the person will be released because he has the authority to do that. Praise the Lord. But if any worker in this church, for example, if any worker in this church, for example, did something wrong and the person was sus suspended as a worker, I can say, okay, the suspension is lifted. You can begin to work again. Because what? I have the authority to forgive. The Prime Minister of Canada cannot do that. Praise the Lord. If Prime Minister of Canada cannot come to this church and say, Pastor, leave this guy alone. Leave suspension. I may say, no, I'm not. Because he doesn't have the authority. Even though he has authority over, over the whole Canada. But in this place, doesn't know what have what? The authority. Praise the Lord. And Bible let me understand that all of us desire mercy. All of us need mercy. I would say, because all have seen I what? I've come short of his glory. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is a merciful God. The Lord that we serve is a merciful God. And I will say something about him. I will say he is rich in mercy. Our God is rich in mercy. Ephesians 2 verse 4. It's about God who is rich in mercy for his, love, great, for his, for his great love. We are with he love us. Praise the Lord. And that's, that's a big, it's a big, very big statement. He's rich in mercy. And I look at it and say, what does he mean to be rich? He didn't just say, he's rich in mercy. What does he mean to be rich? Let us look at that first. When you are rich, it makes you to have influence. It makes you to, 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 to have power. You have the ability to influence. You have the ability to spend, to get what you want. You can buy power. You can buy influence with your riches. You can do things that others cannot do when you are rich. But I talk about rich in material, in money-wise now. But here, the currency is what? Mercy. So the Lord is rich in mercy. When you are rich, you are have the ability to do things many could not do. They can only wish they can do it. But they cannot do it. You know, I, I lived in the Middle East for seven years. You know, for those that live, those that live in the Middle East, you, you, can, you can follow me what I'm saying. Arabs are very rich. Particularly, Gulf Arab states, they are very, very rich. And they are also what? They are very, very proud. Praise the Lord. They are proud of their culture. They are proud of their country. They want their country to be the best. And they want to buy everything possible to make them the best. And people told me that if you want to make money in the Gulf states, if you want to make money, just come up with an idea. An idea that has never been seen at all before in the whole world. 
something that may be the force. If you are an architect, for example, come up with a building that has never been seen before. Praise the Lord. And if you give it to a Gulf Arab state sheikh and said, This is the concept I've come up with. You know what they will ask you first? The first thing they ask you is, has it been done anywhere in the world before? Hello? Has it been done anywhere in the world before? That's the first thing they ask you. If they ask you that, if, if somebody brings something to you, the first thing you ask is how much it's going to cost. Do you understand? But they don't ask that question. The first thing they ask is, has it been done anywhere in the world before? If you say, oh, well, it's, it's been done in Europe. If they are interested in it, they will say, has it been done in Asia before? But what we are going to is that they don't ask for the value. How much is going to cost them? What they are interested in is the pride that it brings to them. What pride it gives to them. So if you answer, no, it has never been done before. They will ask you, name your price. And they will pay. Praise the Lord. Because money is not their problem. Hello? Money is not their problem. They don't need to price it. What they are interested in is the pride that that brings to them. Why do you think you have the tallest building in the world? In Dubai. That is the reason. Praise the Lord. Everything falls. The biggest warehouse in the world is where? Dubai. Praise the Lord. The airlines that have the largest number of A380s is where? Dubai. They want to have be the force in everything. Money is not the issue. Praise the Lord. So they spend the money because they have it. But the pride it brings to them is what they want. It's the same thing when you say God is rich in mercy. There's a depth of mercy God can get to. Because he loves you. And no matter how bad you think you are, God does not care. Because all he wants is what, for you to be what? To be saved. So whatever it's going to cost to save you, he will do it. That's why John 3.16 it's one of the most important scriptures you will ever read. John 3, 16 says, For God, what? So love the world. We know it. But see that word there, so, I highlighted it. It makes the difference there. It's the emphasis on the depth of the law. Of the law. If that word is removed there, the meaning is different. If you just say, for God loves the world. No. For God so... And when you, when you read it, don't say, for God's soul. No, for God's soul. It's a depth of the riches of the mercy of God. Praise the Lord. You know, I, know I was thinking about this. See, if a rich man wants to buy something, they don't normally go. That's why they go to the supermarket. In the supermarket, what they do? They don't really put the label there. This is the price. They just buy it. But... If you are not up to that, where do you go to? 
You go to the open market where you can do what? Bargain and price. Rich men don't bargain. They just look at the price tag and do what? And pay. Our God is rich in mercy to the extent that he can do anything. Anything. If he can give his son for you. Praise the Lord. If God can save me, he can save you. No matter the depth of your sin. I was bad. I was very bad. But God have mercy on me. And I know that there are people that were even worse than me. Worse than me. I was, I was reading something recently. I don't know how far it's true. No, none of us know Shina Rambo. Nigeria does this. How many of us have seen Rambo before? Our lens are never done this now. There's one man, there was one man in the 70s. I forgot his name now. He was a renowned ham robber. In Nigeria, those days. Eh? No, 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 in the 70s. I didn't need that. He's a Yoruba man. Not only, you know, see, he's one of the, you know, see, he's a new talent. Rotten what? Rotten Williams, yes. That's the man. Rotten Williams. A renowned arm robber, but he became what? Evangelist. God can save anybody. No matter how bad, he's rich in mercy. He's rich in mercy. Praise the Lord. So you may be a sinner, but you are not condemned. You are not condemned. He has invested so much in you and me. And he's ready to forgive you. No matter how bad you think you are being, he's rich in mercy. The Lord Jesus Christ was, was, was you know, in the scripture, was, the Bible says that he did not consider it robbery to leave his throne of grace in heaven. To come down, what? For you and me. To save us. To die on the cross. Even that shameful death. Just because of the riches of his mercy. The death of the mercy of God. Praise the Lord. So what is it that He's holding you back to say, yes, God, I give myself to you. No matter how bad you think you are, God is rich in mercy. He has the ability, he has the willingness to forgive you. Praise the Lord. I would say that in the book of Isaiah 118, he said, even if your sin is as red as what? Scarlet. It shall become as white as what? Snow. No matter how bad you think you are, God is rich in mercy. He has the ability to forgive. Praise the Lord. And he will forgive you in the name of Jesus. So what about the challenges you are having today and say, Lord, I've done this, I've done that. God is telling you today, I'm rich in mercy. I want to bow down our heads. And pray to the one that is the merciful God. For the one that so loved the world that gave his only begotten son, that by him you may be saved. Say, Lord, have mercy on me. I don't know what the issues that you are struggling with in life today, but I have a message for you. 
God is a merciful God. He can extend his mercy to you. He can extend his mercy to you. He's a merciful God. Thank you, Jesus. If you can save me, he can save you. He can save you. Just go to me and say, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And if you are here, you are struggling with a sin in your life. You are struggling with something that is, you know, is holding you down your relationship with God. That is not allowing you to flow with Him very well. This message may be for you today. I say, Lord, have mercy. I want to pray that prayer without understanding. Something you are struggling with about your relationship with your God. Ask God for mercy. Ask God for mercy. He said in his word, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. He's a merciful God. He's rich in mercy. The currency he's paying is the currency of mercy. Thank you, Jesus. How we sing all the mercies of the Lord forever. How we sing all the mercies of of God will be extended to each and every one of us in the name of Jesus Christ. By the grace of God, I will continue on that teaching, the mercy of God, and look deeper into it in the coming week. Praise the Lord. Let's love for Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 